Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back, everybody. This is the second hour of Oilers Now. Uh, and we have a small transaction to tell you. Oilers Now is brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation. Marcus Niemelainen has officially been loaned to the Bakersfield Condors. They need him. Uh, they've gone through a tough uh, stretch here. One win in five games in the month of January. Condors head coach... Colin Chuck coming up today at 1.35. Uh, Evander Kane, it's all signs are pointing to him uh, potentially returning this week, maybe as early as tomorrow against Seattle. If so, the Oilers will have to make a, a roster. If he's back tomorrow, the only move is going to be Yamamoto going to LTIR because they've missed the window to put somebody on waivers. So, Kyrie Yamamoto not playing the last couple of games, and he's been dealing with some upper body issues so far this season. We are going to... Uh, Get to the River Cree Resort Casino hotline right now, 780-496-0063. The River Cree Resort Casino excitement. Bet on it. The River Cree Resort Casino is open 24-7. Keep texting us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted. Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. We got a full board. So, uh, geez, three straight wins. Brendan, I, I was even going to ask for a top. Like, just j- just hear me out here. Three games at home, uh, the, or two games at home, three games this week. They play tomorrow against Seattle. Seattle hosts. Who's Seattle got today? Do I got Tampa or Colorado today? I can't remember. Um, Seattle, after their seven-game road trip, is back home, and they are going to play the Lightning. Uh, so Seattle and the Lightning today at 2. Seattle and Edmonton second of a back-to-back tomorrow. Tampa Bay is in Edmonton on Thursday. They're in Vancouver Wednesday. The Oilers fly to Vancouver Friday and play the Canucks on Saturday. And the Canucks, I believe, host Colorado Friday. So all three teams Edmonton plays this week are in the second of back-to-backs. And then the Oilers get uh, Columbus, who are injury-riddled and struggling, and Chicago, who aren't very good either, next week. So five games. It would not surprise me if Edmonton during that stretch goes 11 and 7 all five games. Okay? Would not surprise me if they go. And I one of the questions I'm going to ask is does the play of Deherney and Broberg at least in the short term maybe take the panic off the streets that the Oilers need to get another left shot D? course, Dehernay's a righty. Let's open up the phone lines. We're dropping the puck with Haji on line number one. Haji, you're in Oilers now. How are you doing? 
Well, I'm good, Bob, other than the fact that you pretty much stole all my thunder there. Oh, well, that's, now you know what it's like working with Jack, because Jack does that. I'm just kidding. Uh, what do you got? <laughs> well, first of all, did uh, did you think that reciprocity was the wrong word to use uh, the other day in my text? No, I couldn't pronounce it. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, first of all... Well, what's the um, word again? Reciprocity. Reciprocity, yeah. No, I think I butchered... I was like, in, in my own mind, we're, we were on the road, right, when you text us, yeah. so... I don't know. Maybe I, I, I think I was seeing double by that point during the day. So figure it out. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and secondly, uh, you know, I've been one of the, uh, the most vocal in terms of the lack of toughness. And I honestly have to say that after, uh, after this trip and watching DeHarnay and, and Costin, I am, uh, I'm, I'm not as concerned as I was. Uh, I, I honestly think that, uh, part of the reason that the Oilers, uh, are lacking some of that gamesmanship and physicality is I think uh, and Woodcroft has the uh, the reins pretty tight on those boys. I know that uh, that after the hit on um, Drysidle, Drysidle there, uh, Costin was ready to go, and Woody kind of gave him a look like, no, not yet. So, um, well, Dayhern, just so you know, both Costin and Dayhernay both talked. And people can say, ah, talk means nothing with Colzar. Colzar has to accept the fight too. And, oh, sure. you know, when, when a guy's sitting there talking, it's a third period now. Forget about it. Um, you know, I, I'm i a little bit old school. I I would suggest to you that in the off season, I, I think you can make a strong argument. Instead of having dimensionless forwards uh, in roles 13, 14, and 15, how about have a guy that's actually got a dimension? And so I, I think you will see that at both the NHL and AHL level. At least that's why. And, and it's not that I'm a Neanderthal. It's like you've got five forwards that can play 20-plus minutes a game. You can afford the luxury of 40 to 50 times a year having a guy out there that has a very specified task to keep the opposition honest. You're 100% right. And I was chomping at the bit listening to uh, to John Shannon talking about uh, D- Denver last year. What? Yeah, he didn't play a lot in the playoffs, but he got them to the playoffs yeah. and he got them to well, the playoffs. He didn't, he didn't, yeah, he didn't think, like, Haji, he, Shannon did not think that McDermott impacted things. What, what McDermott did, just so the fans are aware of this, he like George LaRock was amongst the great, the best fighters in NHL history. But George wasn't the meanest guy and did not target the rats on the ice. Dave Brown was a cold-blooded assassin. You know, um, what was the movie with, uh, what is it, uh, Benicio Del Toro uh, yeah. back, back in 2015? The one where he's, he's, his, his, his wife and daughter got murdered and he ended up hunting down the Mexican drug lord. And there's a scene at Time to Meet God at the end of the movie where he... Sicario. Sicario, right? That was about as cold-blooded of a scene as you'll see in a movie. And, and yep. when Dave Brown did his job, you know, and part of what McDermott has done in Colorado is he hasn't gone up to the other team's tough guy and said... All right, now you have to fight because the little rat in your team that just hit McKinnon from behind. No, no, no. He's gone right after the rat on the ice. He's gone after other teams, light heavyweights and agitators, relatively indiscriminately, and McDermott is legit top three heavyweight in the league today. Like, Milan Lucic at this stage in Lucic's career doesn't want to fight him anymore. Ryan Reeves doesn't want to fight him anymore. And I think, you know, the Oilers could use a guy like that especially since they have McDavid and Drysaddle. 100% agree, and I'm going to leave you with two quick questions. First question, do you think where the referees come out of junior 
influences the way they call the game. WHL referee versus somebody who came from uh, the Quebec League versus somebody from the United States. And secondly, Mm -hmm. did you see the NHL's ad regarding the new generation of hockey? And did you happen to note uh, the... uh, fact neither dry saddle or mcdavid was included in that next generation video who was in the next generation video oh they had zegras and uh, matthews and a whole bunch of players but uh yeah none of them were from the oilers and notably <laughs> no mcdavid and no dry saddle well, and they have a lot of in fairness they have a lot of mcdavid uh, like anytime i'm watching espn or tnt in terms of uh, promo in upcoming games they got those guys, all, and when they're showing highlights, they always take the opposite. So it's not the networks. I haven't, I haven't, I'd have to look at that next gen ad. Good for you for pointing that out. And it was, I, it was an NHL ad, not a uh, not a network ad. I so. just sent John Shannon an NHL hat, courtesy of my friend Jack Cookson at Pro Sports, <laughs> so he he can wear his NHL. Haji, great stuff. I got to get some other guys in. Okay. Take care, Bob. Have a good one. You bet. Let's go. Let's go to uh, Doug, who's been patiently waiting for 19 minutes on line number two. Hi, Doug. How are you? Yeah, good, Bob. Listen, a couple of quick things. I'm trying to make it quick, at least. Uh, I heard your take on Yamamoto with his current injury, uh, trying to get through it and whatnot. And uh, I, I appreciate what you're saying about the possible concussion he had from last year. Uh, but I'm going to tell you, Bob, I've been watching Yamamoto, and you have too. Uh, you, you're, you're on top of things. I've been watching him since his junior days, and every year, Bob, uh, this is going back to the guy who texted him to be the top of the show. He's missed a, a, a lot of time uh, over his over yeah. his career, from his junior days uh, right up to now. Bob, I, I got to uh, respectfully disagree with you. I can't. The window we have right now, the two-year window we're looking at, and you and I have talked about that, the three-year window, I can't wait till Yamamoto's 27, 28 to see if he can play in the NHL in a small man's body. I, I don't have that time and frame to wait is what I'm getting at. I like the guy, don't get me wrong, but if you're a small player, you better be super good at something, whether it be a skating or shooting or you're a pest or whatever. Uh, St. Louis played a great role as a small player. Gallagher, great player. There's a dozen guys you can think of where small guys but they were super good at something Yamamoto I like him overall as a great guy but he's not super okay. good at one specific thing I don't know uh, just, just for the record I don't know if it's concussion or neck you know what I mean like I'm not sure it's clearly upper body I and you know you. what you're the perspective you have is a perspective shared by many out in the hockey industry that I would tell you Doug you're not the only one that thinks that way Bob, one more quick thing, if you don't mind. I forgot the fellow's name. The Russians signed with Vancouver. He was at the beginning of the Kuzmenko, year. Kuzmenko, Andre Kuzmenko. Did he sign just for the one year? Yes, he's know? an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. Bob, let's take a look at that. We had a little, a little connection going on with this Russian connection, maybe, eh? Long shot, because he's looking for big money. Thanks for the call, well, Doug. Well, depending on what you call big. We'll talk. We'll All talk. right, there we go. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Let's go to Chris in Phoenix on line number three. Chris, how you doing? Chris, you, good. can you hear me good? We got you good, Chris. Can you hear me good? We have you. Yes, Chris, you're on. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Hey, um, so I got a couple points. Uh, as far as the, the defense that we have, I have no problem with the uh, the young guys that we have, but uh, unfortunately I don't think that's going to work in the playoffs. Um, and two, um, I don't know what decade John Shannon's in, but uh, 
the name on the front does not or the, the the name on the front does not work in the United States, especially when you've got uh, about three or four other other uh, options to uh, to watch down here. Um, it, it works in Canada because in Canada you have what usually like maybe a baseball team in Toronto and a CFL team. Um, and the basketball team, but then in every other city in Canada, you've got a CFL team, and that's it. Um, so they need to, the NHL does need to market the superstars. They need to take care of the superstars. I am sorry, but watching, watching uh, Dreisaitl get, uh, get hit or run or, uh, or Connor getting hooked and, and, uh, and slashed, uh, the Edmonton Oilers are the two best players in the world. They have the fastest, most dynamic player probably to ever play, and there is no reason why we should not be leading the league in, in penalties um, created. I'll tell you exactly why are, the orders so. don't. I'll tell you exactly why the orders don't get more calls. Because their two, their power play is too good, and so officials don't. We 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 have a generation of officials that want to manage instead of officiate games. Okay. And so they're like, that power plays at 31.5%. I, I can't call a ticky-tack call because they might score. That might, you know, that might influence you. That, that's why it doesn't happen. I mean, that's that's my theory. Part of it on McDavid, I think, is that the officials, he's so fast, and, and you said it, he's the most uh, advanced player that we've ever seen in the game. So sometimes they miss calls just because he's so, The other thing is he doesn't dive. He doesn't throw his head back like he's shot when he's hooked. Um He's not trying to induce calls. He's not a fake artist on the ice. He's real, and he's strong. He's got incredible core strength for a guy that doesn't have the biggest upper body, but he's got a you know great trunk. And, and so he doesn't get those calls. And then on top of it, Edmonton has got an unbelievable power play, and those are the two reasons why, for me, they don't get more calls. And I'm 100% with you, and I get it. I mean, I watch, you know how much NCAA football I watch in the fall. And they showed Bryce Young all the time when Alabama played because he's their star quarterback, you know. That's uh, just how it works, man. Like, you sell the stars in every sport, and the NHL needs to do the same. Exactly. But at the same time, I get I get that argument with, with the power plays, and the Oilers have the best power plays. Regardless, you need, they need to start calling the game the way that it's supposed to be called. The NHL players are the best players in the world. They will adjust. When they when you get consistent calling in the NHL, the players will adjust. Uh, that's all I have, and uh, let's go Oilers. All right, great stuff. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Let's go to Big Bad Joe on line four. How you doing, Big Bad Joe? Hey, not bad, Bob. Uh, when it comes to the defense, I would say stick with it. Uh, I talked to my girlfriend. Uh, she is as a dental assistant at Dr. Yusko, the dental, the dental uh, okay, guy. Okay, we, we can't talk. We, can't, we cannot share any information that comes out of the doctor or dentist's office, okay? That's protocol. Oh, you. Okay. Okay, yeah. All right. Yeah, okay, sorry, Bob. Yep. Okay, thanks. 780 <laughs> Wow. Uh, let's go to Fred on line number five. How you doing, Fred? Fred, are you there? Hello, Fred. Did we lose Fred? Hello? Hey, Fred, how you doing? You waited 21 minutes, so I hope you're going to stay with us. Yeah, I am. I'm just dedicating this call to my dad. He passed on Saturday. He was an Oilers fan since 72. But, Bob, did you see SportsCenter on ESPN? They're talking about uh, largest playoff comebacks in history. Uh, the Buffalo Bills beat uh, Houston in 19, yeah, yeah. and they showed the I saw, Oilers I saw logo. The, they had the wrong graphic on there. <laughs> hey, first of all, my condolences to you and your family, Fred. So thanks, thanks for taking Bob. time to call us. Uh, 
Yeah, that was, uh, you know what, that happens once in a while. It's, you know, I, I worked on ITV Sports Night in the late uh, 1980s, early 90s, and once in a while a, a mistake happened, and in live television, and I worked visiting teams broadcast as a font coordinator and a statistician, mistakes happen. I worked a game in uh, Tri-Cities. You got your, uh, you got us on speaker. I, I, I worked a game in Tri-Cities, and the American uh, uh, graphics operator spelt Kamloops C-A-N-L-O-O-P-S. And, of course, I was mortified because I just assumed that uh, this individual had known that, you know, Kamloops was playing Tri-Cities and that I, I didn't need to check the spellings of the team that we were playing, you know, that was playing in the game. Hey, that, that happens. It makes it to error sometimes. It's just, a, you know what? It's uh, it's all about perspective, right? Like, look at what you're going through on a personal level. It's just live TV, and once in a while, mistakes happen. But you know what? I'm extreme. I was so excited when the Oilers brought up Dave Harney. Me too. Look at the penalty kill right now. It's improved a lot with him out there. There's no way you can send him back. And Jack Campbell looked really good Saturday night. He's getting his game together, I think. So that's two potters. You get Kane back in there. I think there's good things coming for this hockey team in the next uh, month or two. And I'm sure Ken Holland has something up his sleeve. Uh, things will be good in oil country. So do you think uh, having Kane on the third line just to give him soft minutes before he gets back? Nailed it. James Shite? Okay. You nailed it. And that uh, Yanmar Costin news line, wow. Uh-huh. They've had some big games, eh? Oh, Costin's amazing. Like, he's like... I didn't, see, I, I didn't see that coming, that I can tell you. What a trade, though, for Samarukov. Nothing against Samarukov, but wow, that's a steal by Ken Hall. And I wouldn't have done it, because I would be like, why would you trade a depth Russian uh, defenseman for a depth Russian forward? You're always going to need D. And uh, Costin's killed it. Great stuff. Thanks, Fred. Thanks Thank a lot. Hang in there, man. All right. Bye-bye. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Final call in this segment. Brian on line six. Hello, Brian. How you doing? Hey, good, good, Bob. Uh, yeah, with Costin, and he he was a first rounder, though, wasn't he? Yes, and he was. Thirty. Yep, thirty first overall, twenty seventeen. Holland saw that, I think. Uh, anyway, going back to John Shannon, who pays John Shannon? Is that the league or is that? Uh, he, he is he is a paid guest on this show. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, he has his opinion, but uh, that, yeah, I, I want him to have his opinion, and we don't have to have the same opinion. That's the beauty of it. No, like you're no, allowed to. It, it, I, I know. I know. For a while there, it appeared during the pandemic that you're only allowed to think one way on a bunch of different issues, uh, and and like I don't know what happened to critical thought. And I can, yeah. like I, I can tell you that when I was at university in the late 1980s, early 90s, I kind of yeah. thought that political thought kind of swung the uh, to the right on a lot of issues and if you yeah. were center left or left people kind of and i think it's kind of swung the other way now if you're if you're not uh well if you're not left uh that there's a lot of people that are very narrow-minded in their perspective both both far sides right like i i, I like a little bit of debate and discussion I, if you show me a better yeah. way as to how to do something yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna listen yeah. and at least consider it you know what i'm saying I absolutely agree, and I find that, I hate to say it, I will say it, I didn't mean it to turn political, but uh, yeah, when people uh, disagree with their, their, some people disagree with the narrative, they, they get into name calling right away. <clears throat> I like to debate. Yeah, I like a good debate too, and I've, I can tell you there's only one person that I've never won one against. Who's that? My wife. I, I cannot win. A, I lose a lot of those discussions. But then again, my dad told me, and he's long since passed away, he said, just remember, when you get married, uh, you're, you know, Kathy's going to make all the small decisions. 
and you're going to make the big decisions. And remember, there are no big decisions. <laughs> there you go. Thanks, man. Take care, Brian. Thanks, yep. Yeah, 780. We'll do one more here. we got John in New West. I believe he's out in New Westminster. John, how are you doing? Hey, Bob. Uh, doing good. Uh, uh, too bad about Gino. They're all talking about that here. And I yeah. remember Louis fought him one time there. Oh, well, he at, fought him uh, more than uh, once. He fought oh, him more. Yeah. I remember the one time. But, uh, um, Bob, I want to say about Clem Costin, I want to say I, you and me both like Miles Wood. Um, I think he can develop. Uh, actually, I think he can be better than Miles Wood. But, uh, like, that sort of abrasive second-line uh, winger who can get you 20. Well, Miles probably get you 15, 20 goals. Uh, I think Clem can get you 20 or 25. Mile, Miles um, play, Miles plays on their fourth line with McLeod and Bastion. That's a huge line. Each guy's oh, really? six foot three or bigger. I actually think Costin has better hockey sense than Miles Wood. That's the only thing keeping Miles Wood out of being a top six player because he can. I think Miles Wood is faster than Costin. He's not tougher. Costin is a tough Russian. Like he's the way he cowboyed up against Lemieux and just threw that and fought angry and it was like he is not afraid to let her rip. And I love that about him, man. Yeah, and uh, another guy with the orders I wouldn't. I know you like, I, and you, I agree. I'd like a, a, a little bit more abrasiveness in the lineup. Uh, Bob, do you think Luke Shen is enough of an abrasive uh, defenseman because uh, he's available? Uh, the, here's the only thing working against Luke Shen. The orders have Vincent Deharnay at seven hundred and sixty-two thousand dollars. A third, you know, he, he's. I think next year he's the third pairing right shot D. I love Shen. I love everything about Shen, but the orders have CC, they have Bouchard, they have Barry, and now they have Darren, they have four right shots. So love I love yeah. I love Shen. And, yeah, and he's okay, reinvented himself. And you know what? I've met him and I both met both Luke and Braden, and they're both first class guys. Thanks, John. Take care. Uh one twenty six in Edmonton. Thank you to everybody that took time to call us on the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline. We will tell you for fifty years, Edmonton's destination for a celebration of the census is Japanese Village. Reserve today jvevinton.ca back with the orders now injury report and nhl today in 90 seconds straight into nhl today at 128 for our friends at elite promotional marketing edmonton owned and operated your local branded merchandising specialist head to elitepromomarketing.com and here's brendan escott martin luther king jr day in the u.s so a bunch of games already underway bruins beaten up on philly six nothing 10 minutes left in the game there uh, 3-1 panthers over the sabers that's in the dying minutes and the avalanche red wings about halfway through the first it is one nothing avalanche later on tonight the flames and predators Uh, play in Nashville and the Senators are visiting the Blues. Minnesota locked up Matthew Boldy seven years time, seven million per season for the youngster. Uh, Vancouver, of course, holding holding that press conference this morning, if you missed John Shannon's segment. Jim Rutherford uh, addressed the handling of Tanner Pearson's hand injury and much more. Uh, Three surgeries now for Pearson and that might not be all. Canucks legend Gino Ojik died at 52 years old over the weekend, had been battling a medical issue since 24 14. Bakersfield lost twice, 5-4 to Coachella Valley, then 4-3 to Tucson. Wednesday, a home date with San Diego. Oil Kings fell twice as well, but once in overtime, 4-3 on Saturday. That was to Prince Albert, so they sit now at 6-34-2 on the year. And the Golden Bears beating up on Trinity Western, as expected this weekend, a pair at home against Saskatchewan. I said 14 and a half goals. They scored 15. It'll be tougher this week against Saskatchewan. Off to a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell back with Colin Chalk, an update from the farm in Bakersfield. 